0: We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Hi there, this is Sandy with another Monday Quickie for you here. Um, And today I want to talk about breath. So... A lot of yoga classes start with breath, of course, and throughout the yoga class, especially if you're teaching or doing a vinyasa practice, there's a lot of focus on breathing as you move, so that kind of idea of um, breath with movement, like as you inhale, the arms go up, and as you exhale, you hinge from the hips and fold forward. Um, But what, what I wanted to sort of set out today was just starting a class with breath um, as like a really important way to access the nervous system, to uh, access our ability to um sort of have like an introspection within ourselves and to be aware of what um what might be unconscious because of course breath is both conscious and unconscious as a as a process you can think about it and breathe mindfully or you can just like sit there and your breath will keep going and keeping you alive what a wonderful thing (laughs) um so it really important if you are taking a class or doing a class teaching a class um where you will be teaching something like kabbalah that's that forceful exhale and really short and quick um, or alternate nostril breathing or pastrika there's a whole bunch of other sort of breathing techniques that some teachers employ and some teachers just don't and that that's absolutely fine Um, but I would really really like especially if you are planning on teaching those things then don't don't bypass the first few steps of even just like noticing the breath. And and you might take maybe like five minutes in the beginning of your class just to set up like laying quietly or sitting quietly and, and noticing how does the breath feel? Um, is there shortness? Is there raggediness? Um, and giving people enough time to sort of get a little bit settled into it, as well as the opportunity to maybe even get a little distracted from it so that they can come back to the breath and they can come back to this sort of meditative focal point of the breath. Um, Yeah, so that's one of the first things I would would do is just notice the breath as it is without changing it, and then maybe some gentle control, like starting to elongate the exhale or elongate the inhale, um, or maybe even a little bit of retention, but those first few minutes in class are really nice for setting up this idea of um, not not having any posture or not having any breath practice that challenges you challenges you so much that you either lose your breath or your next breath is like a, a desperate gasp of air, like you're choking on it. Um and that's what I see happen a lot is that as we begin to control the breath, um <clears throat> perhaps we're we're trying too hard to control the breath or retain too much breath. Like if you're holding out your exhale, just no breath in your entire body and you're just holding. And then the next inhale is like this <gasps> desperate gasp of air because it's like you're starving for that oxygen. Um, and one really important prerequisite of practicing the breath is, is not to let yourself get to that point. There should be a sense of Ease throughout any breathing practice, even like Kabalabati. Even though it's fast and short, um, it's not like you're suffocating and you're not hyperventilating. You're still present, um, and it should still feel safe. Always, always, still feel safe. um Yeah. So, I, I kind of want to think about the breath, and I want to encourage people to think about breathing and teaching breathing, like you would teach anything that is. Um, needs steps (laughs) or maybe you might even say a little bit advanced yeah Um, so you want to go from the very first step number one notice it number two next step is maybe a little bit of control number three next step is another little bit of control and then you keep layering on levels of control and levels of awareness until it feels really um, appropriate again warning people of course of what you don't want to feel and that that's I would just say like discomfort, um, desperation for air. It should never get to that point. If you're getting to that point, I would just tell people like you just ignore your teacher and breathe. It's much more important that you breathe. Um, as we know, the breath is our gateway into that nervous system, our ability to flip ourselves into parasympathetic. Well, because of that, it is also a way to flip ourselves into sympathetic. Um, and maybe that's not necessarily what we want. So if you're holding the air, your body is thinking that you're going to die and it's going to gasp for the next breath. You've flipped yourself too far um. And now you're back into that sympathetic state of nervous system activation. And and for the most part, that's not going to feel relaxing. So the sense of being easy with the breath, no matter what the exercise and able to stay in it, no matter what the exercise. So this is why for for a lot of breathing practices, I, I won't count it all. Like maybe I'll guide the first few, like inhale one, two, three, exhale four, three, two, one or something like that um but i won't i won't continue to do that for the entire time i'll just tell them that like hey do this on your own give me like three or four more rounds and then when you're done just put your arms down or or lay down or close your eyes or whatever signal to know that we're all done everyone's breath happens at a different pace depending on your lung capacity depending on your body size um and especially with practice, I've noticed some really advanced and like long time practitioners, they have a really great ability to slow the mind and have like the super long breath. So are you going to group the the advanced practitioner with the, you know, beginner practitioner in this? Like, of course not. You're not going to like yoke them both to one thing, right? The advanced practitioner should practice as he or she does. The beginner should practice as he or she needs, right? Um Yeah, so that's why I would just like I would just at a certain point, I would shut up as the teacher and leave space for individual exploration, um, knowing that, of course, I've set out these parameters of what it shouldn't feel like and what we're trying to accomplish with the breath, like maybe the three inhale, four exhale, if that's what it is. Um, Yeah. Um, And I think the other important thing before I suggest some breathing uh, exercises is that there it's nice to tell people that there's no real, like, correct way to breathe. Um, I know some people say, Oh, it should be this three part breath and it should be deep and it should be like expansive. Well, maybe, but also for some people, maybe that doesn't work for them very well, and and you know, like, that's okay. Um, again, we as as general yoga teachers like i can't speak as a pranayama expert because i'm not but as a general yoga teacher i do want to stay away from like really really super prescriptive things like that's just not you know i don't want to say things like that's the wrong way to do it or you're not breathing properly like yogically like there is no there's so many breathing so many breathing techniques who's to say what's proper and what's not proper you know some breathing techniques go up into the chest That's not a bad thing our accessory respiratory muscles which are the chest muscles the pecs actually our chest muscles do um and the shoulder muscles do help um they're there for the reason of support right so are we going to like turn them all off completely no maybe probably not um and then just breathing into the diaphragm while, y- yes, that's your main muscle of respiration. Again, maybe that's not um, indicated in this case. Maybe that's not appropriate for whomever it is. So again, just going back to, I would say, go back to sensation. Unless you have a specific reason you don't want to breathe breathe a certain way and you know that this person is not going to react badly to it. Then go back to that whole idea that this should never cause panic. This should never cause um suffocation and like tightness in the chest it should be always have a sense of ease as well as a little bit of effort just like all our other yoga practices your warrior two should never be so hard that you're shaking and sweating and you can't breathe and you can't do it and can't hold it you should be at a point in your warrior two um, like maybe backing out of that front knee or dropping your arms where the breath is still flowing and we're still in this like easy calm state right for most part well no no I don't say not for most part. for all parts all parts yes (laughs) we want to keep people within parasympathetic nervous system when we are in this yoga practice Um, unless you can give me a reason otherwise all right okay so no correct way to breathe but there are many of ways that may be detrimental to people so again, just to go back to that idea that, um, you breathe as you need to breathe to give people the space of discovering what helps them feel good in their breath. And then us just being the sort of guide and sort of like, a, a support system along the way with suggestions, helpful suggestions and not being super duper prescriptive. Okay. Awesome. So in the beginning of class, we'll set out noticing the breath, number one, um, and then maybe a little bit of gentle control. And this kind of gentle control, it's really nice to start to add a little bit of movement, especially if you're going to teach a a vinyasa class, if you're going to start them moving and warming up anyway. This is a really nice way to visualize the breath. For example, one of my absolute favorites is laying on the back. And then as you inhale, uh, so knees bent, as you inhale, just reach the arms over the ears. And then as you exhale, bring the arms back down towards the hips. So super duper simple. But you can almost like feel like you're drawing an arch with your arms or with your fingers up and then down. And then that arch is going to follow. You're going to try to make that arch follow the arch of the inhale and the arch of the exhale. And this is a time when you can potentially ask them to like, oh, try a five count on the inhale. So one, two, three, four five, and then a six count on the exhale, six, five, four, three, two, one. And then if that feels good, just have them continue. And if they find that it's too slow, then just give them, like, make it a three and three count and then a four count exhale. Like just make your exhale one more count longer than your inhale if that's all that you're going for. Um, and again, you can play with that many different ways and give lots of different suggestions on how you want to do that. So that's one of my favorites because it's it's, it's really visual, visual. Like you can see the arm going up, you can see the arm going down and your job is to, you can almost even, say it like you're cutting that space within that that four count inhale and it takes you those four counts to inhale as well as reach the arms up it takes you the five count you're cutting the space into five pieces of pie and you're taking that five count to bring the arms down if, if that's what you choose to do bridge is also a nice one to do this with so the hips going up and down you can add the arms as well with the breath with whatever gentle control of the breath that you you want to do with these like first few movements I wouldn't say to retain any breath just let the breath come in and out let them get connected to the breath and then if you want to do some retention for whatever reason um, then maybe you do but you again remember step by step With always um, not being too prescriptive and knowing what limits we wanna push up against. So, we never wanna get to that limit of choking, um, you know, gasping, and desperation for the next breath. Okay. So, um, a few more suggestions sitting and so like a really really simple one that I've seen a lot is um, starting the class seated and then just inhaling reaching the arms up and then exhaling allowing the arms to come down into the lap now that's really similar to the the one that I suggested before but I prefer laying on the back in the beginning of class um, just because there's a whole number of reasons but with the breath it's just a really nice way to ease into parasympathetic even like easier, even faster. Um, Your spine muscles don't have to work. Your hip muscles don't have to work. You're like just moving the arms up and down, which uh, unless you have a bad injury there, it should be pretty simple to do. Um, And for my purposes, I'm not looking for that muscular contraction, which will come later. I'm looking for connection to breath. Um, And if for a lot of like, if you're really, really stiff in your hips or stiff in your back or stiff in your shoulders, then sitting crisscrossed shins and reaching those arms up that that in and of itself is quite difficult. Um, So this is where I would say, yeah, like, know your audience, know what's going on there. If they're a little more advanced, maybe you can do it seated. If they're, you know, came out of a really hard day and it's like, you know, just after work, um, then maybe have them lay down (laughs) regardless of whatever physical condition they're in. Just have them lay down, give them a, a moment to rest and reconnect with themselves. Okay. So laying down is my preference. Um, Another one I I do quite often is a hamstring stretch. So with a strap around the ball of the foot and then one knee bent onto the ground, the other leg straight up to the ceiling with a strap around the foot. And then as you inhale, you back out of the stretch. So you move the leg away from you. And then as you exhale, you pull the leg in and so you can feel that gentle stretch, but you're not going to hold there. You're just doing the movement in and out. So this gives you that little bit Excuse me, of dynamic stretching. You have a little bit of movement in the hips, a little bit of stretch in the hamstrings, even though you're not holding it, as well as this connection to the breath. With this one, I find people tend to speed up a lot, (laughs) They tend to go really, really fast or they try to go really deep into the hamstrings because they think it's more effective, um, even though it might not be. And so that, that one's really important to communicate the purpose of why we're doing this, that yes, we do want a little bit of stretch, but for, for these first few minutes, just let this be about the breath. Just breathe in, breathe out, and let the movement of your leg gently follow that. The other one that I really like to do is butterfly. So laying on the ground, feet together, knees wide, supta baddha konasana, you can call it, and then gently inhaling knees towards one another, towards the midline, and then exhaling, relaxing the knees out. Again, this adds that little bit of muscle activation, um, but again, you can al- always say that this is much more about the breath. Um, another one you might want to play with is like a little twist action so laying on the back arms into a t-shape and then dropping the knees to one side and then inhaling to center and exhaling dropping the knees to the other side so again you're not holding anything you're just starting to warm up the body a little bit very very little bit and then you're just moving things around and getting connected to movement and breath um So I I think I want to leave it there with those suggestions and I'll I'll definitely have these all in the show notes. So the first one was uh, just quick repetition. I'll, I'll quickly repeat it for you is lay down, arms up and down with the breath. Another one bridge lift ups, and you can sort of merge those two. Um, Another one, you can sit and reach your arms up and over your head. But again, just careful with seated postures. Um, Another one is hamstring in and out with a strap around the ball of the foot, butterfly knees in and out, and then a little twist using your breath to help you move those legs. Yeah, so this is all that really gentle control um, of the breath with a little bit of physical pretty accessible movement i'd say most like 90% of people can do all of these exercises no problem again always mindful that you're asking and knowing what injuries you're working with and always giving people the space to not follow you and instead work by themselves there is so much to be said about allowing someone to get distracted and make a mistake and then just gently guiding them back into the space because that's that's the practice right that's the mindfulness practice um and yeah and not not being afraid that people will get bored (laughs) that's something I struggled with in the beginning like aren't they going to get bored sitting there and breathing um but (laughs) boredom there's a lot of good stuff that happens with boredom and and being able to bring yourself back to something that's very simple and single focused and letting go of any other complexity. So what if it's not complex? Um, This might just be what you need, might just be what the body needs and what the mind needs. Simplicity, one thing, nothing else but one thing. (laughs) So, so good. Um, Okay, so I'm going to end it off here. I'll put all of these suggestions into the show notes for today's episode. And I hope you really found this helpful. I really love breath stuff. I love breath and movement I love all this gentle control stuff that I'm talking about um and if you have anything that you love to do please do share 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 I'll make sure to share it with everyone as well um yeah and that way we all get a little bit better a little bit wiser <laughs> all right Thank you so much for listening. I will hang out next time on the next Monday Quickie, whenever that is. Oh, next Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's called, a Monday Quickie. Damn it, Sandy. All right, bye guys. Signing out now.